Hey, it's Final Friday, which means it's time to talk about some things that happened this week and really what's top of mind for good advice and for my business. If you've never checked out the podcast before, thanks for looking at the Good Advice Podcast. It's a place that we like to talk about really no fluff with how to run your business and how to lead your business, but really the actual tangible practical steps you need to take to be more profitable, more successful, and to really grow and scale your business. Typically, we have a guest on the podcast, and like I've mentioned on previous episodes, we've booked out those guests all the way through into July. But what I've been liking to do on Fridays is just wrap up the week with an unedited, really straightforward, here's what we're talking about type of episode that, you know, I don't know if these episodes are going to be five minutes. I don't know if they're going to be 30 minutes, but really where I just jump on the microphone, I check in, I see how my listeners are doing, and we talk shop just a little bit. So first of all, if you've never checked it out, thank you for checking out the podcast. I hope you stay and enjoy the episode. And if you're a longtime listener, hey, thanks for the support. I really appreciate it. Really, it's been incredible to see the podcast grow. I mentioned how we hit number 38 in entrepreneurship in the entrepreneurship category back in March. Uh, it's been pretty incredible to see the podcast grow and develop over the last several months. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate the support. So I want to talk about a couple of things that are really top of mind with me today. been working with a few different people and really also in the last couple of weeks, I've been very lucky to have been a guest on a few other different podcasts. And so some of these podcasts, uh, these episodes haven't gotten live yet. I, and what I need to do is I need to put together some kind of LinkedIn post or something that says, hey, if you enjoy listening to my perspective on business, my perspective on management and leadership, I'm a guest on these podcasts. You can find them here, here and here. Uh, the majority of them have not aired yet, but it's been fun to get on and kind of sit in the other chair for once and talk a little bit about my perspective on these things. But I was just talking with someone yesterday, I was on their podcast, and we were talking about the entrepreneurship community and really how this is a community that man, do they struggle. And it's not because of when I say them, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur myself my fellow entrepreneurs, we really struggle because there's a lot of naivety in entrepreneurship. And frankly, there's a lot of people who aren't looking out for the best interests of entrepreneurs. And here's what I mean by that. If you spend any number of time, any number of days, excuse me, on Facebook, LinkedIn, social media, what have you, you're going to find a multitude of digital marketers who say something like, and, and by the way, one of the oldest tricks in the book from a sales perspective is to never make a logical sale. It's always to make an emotional sale. And so what that looks like is rather it be something like, you know, uh, actually the perfect example is, is Coke. It's Coca-Cola. Any commercial you ever see with Coca-Cola is always about uh, a family that's together. Maybe they're on vacation. Uh, you think about the BioWorld a Coke commercial. Uh, you see, um, I think about like a Coke commercial during Christmas time where like the husband and wife are just trying to make it home together to see each other and they show up and one of them has a bottle of Coke. You know, it's like their entire branding and marketing is very emotional. It's very um, touchy feely. And you really, there's nothing about how it tastes. There's nothing about like what's in it. It's recipe, nothing. You couldn't tell me at all, but it's very, very warm, fuzzy feelings that uh, inspire these, these desires to buy from Coke. And in the same way, like I mentioned, a pretty typical sales strategy is you sell emotionally versus logically. And so if you're talking about making someone's business more successful, you'll hear language like, hey, what would it mean? And this is one of the most common ones. 
what would it mean for you to have an extra $10,000 per week? What would that do for you? And so the naive entrepreneur or the naive person who maybe is still in their job and they're looking to leave their job and, and trek out on their own, they hear that and they think, wow, $40,000 a month. Oh my gosh, that would be, that would be almost $500,000 a year. That's not possible. And the person says, what if I told you it is possible? What if I told you it'd be so easy that anyone could do it? And so these things get you really excited. It gets you really jazzed and it gets you to ultimately buy emotionally a bad product that is not going to help you. It's not going to serve you long-term, uh, which is why whenever I sell to people, it's I very much avoid those kind of tactics and I'm very cut and dry. It's like, hey, this is what you're getting. And if you don't want it, hey, you don't have to buy it. But I, I, I deeply avoid those kind of tactics because... For the entrepreneurial community who maybe they don't have a lot of experience in business, it's easy to get sucked into these kinds of things. And I'm not saying that online courses are bad. I'm not saying that digital marketers, none of them should be trusted. What I am saying, though, is it's tough right now to be an entrepreneur, especially when you have family who's maybe like, what are you doing? Like, what does that mean? What are you trying to sell? Why don't you get a real job? What's going on there? What have you? But all this to say, talking with this guy about entrepreneurship Man, I've really, especially in the last six to eight months, I've really become inspired in in terms of lending as much help as I can to my fellow entrepreneurs. What that's evolved into is I have a growth group meeting every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And what I noticed is that there really weren't a lot of opportunities for entrepreneurs to actually learn how to grow their businesses in a, in a space that was not seller heavy. A lot of times you go to these kinds of events and it's like buy my book or buy my program or, you know, here's my card. And I thought, man, we really need a place where people can actually learn, grow, change and develop themselves and their businesses. And so I put together this Tuesday morning growth group meeting where nothing is sold, not even anything that I have. And that's really the place where, you know, people are being able to show up and learn how to run and grow their businesses. And so I'm trying right now to really what I'm talking about on these podcast episodes lately as a guest is, man, we have to look after our fellow entrepreneur and help them avoid the dangerous mistakes that will set them back financially, especially right now during COVID. So if you are one of those entrepreneurs or maybe you're selling something on the side, I want to share a couple of concepts that you'll get in that growth group, uh, Facebook group, but also some things that are just top of mind. And the, I talked last week about gathering customer feedback. You know, what does it mean to really hear from your customers for them to tell you this was worth the money or this wasn't worth the money? Something else I think is important since we're on the topic of sales is you have to understand navigating that balance between validating your product and, and simply selling to the wrong person because there's a difference there. What often happens in entrepreneurship or when someone's starting a business what they do is they trek out, they've asked friends and family, hey, is this a good idea? And you know, your mom says, oh, I love the idea, it's awesome. Or maybe your spouse says it, or maybe your dog you know, wags its tail when you tell them about the idea and you're like, okay, that's a sign of approval, I need to go do this. 
but you haven't really validated what you're going to sell yet. You don't really know for sure that what you have to offer is something that people want. And so then what you go do is you go out and you try to sell it. You say, hey, would you want to buy this? Would you find this useful? Would you find this interesting? And, it, and even this validation phase is really challenging, especially for startups, is because people will say, yes, I would buy that. Yes, I would like that. And so then what we do is we throw up our hands and we say, boom, I got it. I have validated my product. I have found a need. I have found a niche. Now it's time to produce the product to, to you know start production, to sell it, what have you. And then yet no one actually ends up buying it. And so you're confused, you're disconnected. It's like, why did people tell me they would buy it and yet no one is buying? And that's because we live in a culture where even when you try to get people to be as honest as possible, sometimes people are not honest with you. I was talking to someone uh, probably two days ago on customer feedback, building on this conversation I had last week. And they said, well, we use a third party because even when I ask my customers directly what they think of me, even when they've had a bad experience, they won't tell me. And that's what this person was telling me. And I thought, you know, that's actually pretty accurate. It's that even there are some people because their personality or because they don't want to hurt you or maybe they know you personally, even when you ask them directly, they're not going to be honest with you. And in the same way, when we try to validate a product, when we ask someone, hey, would you be willing to buy this? Sometimes people say, yes, I would, even though they have, again, zero intention of ever buying it. So getting back to what I was talking about, What's challenging for a new business owner is navigating this balance between validation and then having the right customer. So when you find people who will spend money on what you have to offer, that's called validation. That's that's what you think you have a value. You actually do have a value. You know, I'm going to go sell uh, rainbow water boots. I, I don't know, <laughs> you know, rain boots. And uh, I think it's amazing. And, you know, it, it, it actually dries itself within, uh, or here's something, a crazy idea. I have uh, rain boots that they, because of the material on the bottom, on the soles, they don't track water into rooms, into buildings. It seems like a great idea. So I see, will people actually buy this? And so people then say, yes, I will buy it. And then they actually do buy it, which shows me that it's a valid offer. I validated it. Sometimes though, even when you have a valid offer, when you have a valid product, there are people who are simply not your ideal customer. And that's because either they are frankly, and this is like, you know, not to tick off anybody, but frankly, there are people who you just do not want as customers because they are not great people. Uh, they're not very maybe values driven. They are not very much uh, in tune with doing the right thing. They are shady. They're looking to, to, to take advantage of you. And they're a terrible customer. Some people are that way. Other people are just not the right fit for what you have to offer. And so the person who lives in a climate where it never rains, if they tell you no, it doesn't mean you don't have a valid offer. It's just not the right person. It's like I've told the story a few times. It's like the guy who said, hey, I have this product. It's for it's for uh, single mother empty nesters like in their 50s. Is this a good product? And I said, OK, what about that niche? Do I which boxes do I check with that? How do I fit that? How do I fit that niche where you would think my opinion is important? And I, and not, you know, I'm, I'm teasing. I mean, obviously I, I respect that someone valued my opinion to ask, but ultimately it doesn't matter what I think. And if I say, though, it's a crummy idea, it doesn't matter if I say it's a crummy idea or a great idea because I am not that target customer. 
bringing this full circle, you are going to have an awesome product that some people simply say no to, whether they're a prospective bad customer, whether they're not in niche, or whether it's just not the right time. And that's a big one right now for coronavirus is that there, there are prospective customers out there, but maybe they are tightening the belt loops. Maybe they're nervous financially, and it's just not the right time for them to buy from you. The challenge in being a new business owner is knowing what the answer is. You know, you wouldn't want to, because here's what will happen. Going back to my comment that people won't always be honest with you. Sometimes people will say, oh, it's not the right time. However, they're saying that to be nice when really they don't see your product as valuable. And so they are invalidating your product. So the worst thing that you can do is walk away thinking, oh, it just wasn't the right time, but I do have a valid product. And you continue to try to sell and promote something that is valueless. Now, as you can probably tell, it can be incredibly complicated and difficult to navigate all these situations. Okay. So to hopefully not oversimplify it, it's so important to be crystal clear on who you're selling to, who that person is, and what they think of your product, and most importantly, will they buy it from you? That's why it's always so it's it's just always so interesting when I talk to entrepreneurs, new business owners, what have you, where they give me very vague, generic statements about who they sell to. For example, someone who says, Oh, I sell to people who use the internet. Okay. That is 7 billion people. That's everybody. So that's there's no way you can figure out any kind of valid information about your product. But if you say, I sell to single mothers over 50 who are empty nesters, and none of those people are buying from you, it's probably not that, it, that it's the wrong customer. It's probably that you do not have a valid product. You don't have a value-driven product. Or, again, you're selling to, maybe you think you might have it, and you want to try a different niche out. Maybe it's actually uh, women in their 30s who are single mothers but not empty nesters. I, don't, I have no idea even what this product would be. But as you can probably guess, there are there's so many ways that you can navigate this in, in the sense of getting the right kind of information, getting the right data. And I guess what I'm really getting at is it's it's not to toot my own horn. It's why it's so valuable to have an outside perspective and an outside resource to help you digest and navigate these things. On one of these podcasts that I was on, someone asked me, um, or somehow the conversation got on, you know, do you take a, an academic approach to your, your business expertise and your business advice? And I said, no, I really don't. I, I try to be as practical as possible. Cause I think we were talking about like what separates me. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm just not very academic now. I'm, I am an academic person. I, I, I love to read. I've, or well, actually I, I put very little time for reading, but I've read a lot. I, I have quite a few books that I love that I recommend that are awesome books. But whenever I'm sitting down with someone, I'm not quoting from those books. I'm not saying, Hey, look at page 38 of this book. I'm giving real advice. And it's not because the content is wrong. 
And what I said in this podcast was, if you think about it, any topic you could ever want information on, you know, talk about marketing, talk about sales, talk about advertising, you can go out there and find hundreds, if not thousands of books on that topic. And yet people will still struggle to take the most basic concepts and, and apply it to their business. The reason for that is because we lack the self-awareness of understanding what really, first of all, what really needs to change and what we simply need to do. Think about it. You go to a conference, you go to a seminar, and you leave feeling so jazzed, so excited. And yet, a month down the road, nothing's changed. Nothing's different. That's because you experienced a feeling, but you never really internalized what needed to be different. The same thing is true about a book you might read, about a podcast you might listen to. You know, there, there's no shortage of information out there on what we need to do to live more positive, productive lives. The challenge is having the self-awareness to actually navigate it and apply it in a way that makes sense. The same thing's true for our business. The same thing's true for sales. And, and I'm finding that it's hard even for me to really get the feedback I need to know when I'm on point and when I'm off point. You know, uh, I'm this upcoming Tuesday, we'll be talking about public speaking and pitching in my Facebook group. You know, how do you really pitch really well and make the sale in an effective way? And anytime I get up in front of people and I pitch, I walk away feeling, okay, that was pretty good. That was pretty clear. But that is me seeing myself in a lens that is a blind spot of, I can't really know how I came across because I'm not in the mind of the people who are in the room. Now, what communicates to me if I was on point or off point is if people come up to me afterwards and say, hey, can I get your card? Hey, can I reach out to you? Uh, or people who literally end up buying from me. If they don't, then I'm actually not pitching very well. I'm actually not promoting myself very well. But I was at a, an event maybe uh, three or four months ago and a woman she got up and she talked about cats and how there's a, she's been seeing a lot of orphan cats around, um, stray cat kittens, and how we need to be inspired to take care, to adopt a cat. And I, I guess it was very wholesome. Um, but then she sat down and I thought, okay, this woman just spoke for five minutes. I do not know anything about what she has to offer, even what her business is, and even what she sells. Came to find out she's a realtor. And I thought it would have been a great opportunity to say anything about the real estate market, about how she's trustworthy, about how she's the person who can get you the best deal. Instead, I got crazy cat lady. <laughs> and so I'm sure in her mind, it was like, I just gave this very wholesome, meaningful um, point on something I care about that I'm passionate about. But for the average Joe Schmo like me, I'm thinking, I don't know who you are, lady, but I do know you love cats. Um and so I, I think it's, it's important. Surround yourself with people who can give you that feedback and who can help guide you and direct you in terms of internalizing data in the right way. Most importantly, keep this in mind, you cannot work with everyone. You cannot sell to everyone. I mentioned already that some people, it's just not the right time. They're not great customers, what have you. But because of that, when you get rejected, let it roll off your shoulders, take it for what it is. There's a great expression. It's called eat the fish and spit out the bones. Or as my friend, Michael Bryant puts it, he's a guy I had on the podcast this morning. He said, it's, it's the three SWs. It's some will, some won't. So what? Pretty good advice to live by, I think. Hey, 
Thanks for checking out my 20-minute tirade on sales and marketing for your business. If you've never checked out the podcast before, man, we got so many great episodes. We have over a year's worth, almost two years worth of podcast episodes. Definitely subscribe to the podcast. Hey, if you enjoy the podcast, leave us a five-star review. And if, especially if you're in our Northwest Arkansas area, man, I would love a Google review from you. If this podcast has helped you and your business, you can just search good advice online and leave us a review there. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope that you are doing well, staying safe. We'll be back next week. I promise with a guest episode, we're getting back on the horse now that my sweet, awesome baby girl is nine weeks old. I can't believe it. Uh, Anyway, hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you later.